Mischief here to me. The following podcast is a Sand Productions production. If anything should happen to me, you must go to court. You must say these words. Klaatu, Marada, Nikto. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our Sci-Fi Watcher Helix special episode of the week, episode number 140. Glad you guys could join us, as always, to the show. For everyone out there that's new to the show, welcome aboard. My name is Corey Shret, and joining me, as always, my friend, Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, how's it going? Hello, Corey. Good to be here, my man. Glad to do another episode of Helix. Glad we could talk about that. Before we talk about that, let's talk about donations. If you want to help out the show here, uh, head over to scifiwatcher.com slash donate. Many ways to help us out. Anything from telling a friend to donating some money to checking our wish list out. Head on over right now to scifiwatcher.com slash donate. So this week's episode of Helix is called Single Strand Episode 4, of course, of the first season aired on January 24th, 2014. And of course, as always, we're up to day four. <laughs> I love it that it's different days. Yeah, it's I kinda, think that makes sense. It really does. Kind of like Lost a little bit. Lost-esque. Or 24. Yeah. I liked it. I referred to 24 last week. Um, I don't like the idea of the fact that Level R, of course, that's where all the quote-unquote infected people are. The fact that they can actually can control the air supply to the entire station. Um, I didn't like it either, but it's a good plot device. It, it is, but I'm thinking to myself, why that level? You would think it would either be down to the bottom or the top. Or like, why, why R? And that area seemed like it was some sort of containment area anyway. Um, probably because, I, I don't know. I just think it was just written that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously it was. But it was like, eh, kind of weird. You'd think they'd have redundancies or they'd have the, that stuff like in a secure area with lock and key. or yeah, yeah, it was just like, oh, let's just walk over here. Oh, here's the big, uh, here's the big handle you pull down to shut it off. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, a little, a little too easy for that, but I'll take that. Yeah, of course, uh, they kick Julia Walker out of the area, Dr. Walker, because she doesn't agree with what they want to do. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Kind of freaked me out a little bit with the, the person in the gas mask showing up out of nowhere. Yeah, really. I wonder what, I mean, I didn't know if that was a bad person or a good person at first. Yeah, I was thinking, like, oh, come over here, come over here. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a trap. I don't trust this one. Yeah. But then I'm like, as I saw this person, I'm like, I want more. <laughs> I want more. Well, tell me what's going on with you. I, I laughed because, like, the next scene you got uh, Dr. Hitaki standing by the window drinking his cup of coffee. Knows his cup said, keep calm and carry on on it. Yeah. One of those, like, oh, let's let's try to get something that's kind of hip and modern. Let's put that on a coffee cup and put it in there. <laughs> I don't mind that so much. It's, it's better than, like, almost human that keeps talking about, like, dark net and bitcoins and stuff. But and do like, we know for a fact, was it uh, Balaceros? Was he the one that blew up the uh, satellite? Oh, the major? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking it was. Okay. I don't know if we saw I don't remember if they we specifically saw that. Yeah, I don't think we did. But yeah, it's... Uh, he's, he's one character I cannot put a finger on. That's the thing I wonder. I'm like... He is like... He and uh, Hitaki. I, I, I'm... I'm drawing a blank at what their motives are. Because I'm wondering, I'm like, is he working with Hitaki? Is he working against Hitaki? And then later on, he's talking about how he, he's working. He was telling Doreen that he's working for some uh, 
some what is the organization some organization some shadow organization of that that's investigating this stuff so yes uh, a special investigation unit from like the pentagon see this why secret research is being done out here and it's like i think that's all bs but yeah, okay. i think it is i i don't know i don't know who he's working for he, <laughs> he was he, that was just to gain her trust yeah he's the he's the he's the variable in this whole thing he's I a think, wild card and he's he's the one to watch the most really exactly i was just gonna say you you nailed it on the head wild card one to watch the most yeah i don't trust no matter what he says i think it's all a lie um yeah so obviously peter's dying here you know the 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 brother of alan and uh and I was like, oh, let's use this, this magic drug on him and see if it works, even though it kills 75% of the people it's been used on. Right. Like, let, let, let's just do that. Let's like lo- let loose of our logic here and just go full on emotion. Yeah, I'm going to uh, – <laughs> okay, it's like I'm going to do it. And it's like I, lo- I love how it's like – first of all, I didn't like the fact that this drug looked like urine. <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like a little kid. But I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's got the same color as like pee. It does. I didn't think about it. It really seven. did. I, I, I feel like a little kid saying, hey, it looks like pee, but it looked like pee. I'm like, why did you have to use that color? I mean, I don't, I know, obviously. Because there was a stark contrast with the skin tone. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, 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 you know, I mean, obviously you didn't want to use clear because it wouldn't look as Yeah, you got to be pretty. able to see it. Yeah, but you can't go any some weird colors either. You can't have like glow in the dark purple, purple or whatever. Yeah, yeah that looked look weird. That would just look like it was fake. But I think, I think it's kind of funny though that, that you know, they, they have the thing that's dripping down, and then of course, you know, Alan can use the tablet to push a button to inject it into him. It's like really modern technology is that right? You just push a button. And say, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, I have a have a beef with the whole tablet and the gloves. Because <laughs> okay, we all know you cannot touch your tablet when you have gloves on. Right. So, are they special gloves? Is it a special tablet? I, you know what's funny? I didn't even notice that. I I, I kept noticing because I'm like, okay, the. It uses the conductive nature of your, you know, your skin uh-huh. to the sense where you're touching. Right. I don't. I, yeah, you're right though. I didn't even notice it, but that's a good pickup. That's, yeah, that. Now that's I'm just be being picky. That. But it's true though. And but that. But you know what's funny about that? It's not like you're like, oh, you know, it's something special because I work in a certain field. It's like everybody uses a tablet or a touch screen of some sort, and everybody at one time or another has probably tried to use a glove or a mitten or something or a pen to try to touch a screen, and it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's something unusual. Yeah, a small percentage of the audience would know. Yeah. Um, That's like the whole snapping, uh, what is it, uh, Doctor Who and what's-her-name snap, snapped her fingers with their gloves on. Yeah, when Clara snapped her fingers with the gloves on, which I've like, I saw right away, I'm like, nope, nope, not going to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, probably the gruesomest scene here was the whole scene where there's that strange that one of the infected people and uh, Dr. Walker is being chased by it, by it, and she gets grabbed in the room by the gas mask person as that person shuts the door breaks the the like the oh yeah and the, the bone is pr- protruding yeah yeah I was like oh that's nasty <laughs> I didn't see how you can get that away get away with that on sci-fi but well I think it's fact it's later on at night and it really wasn't there wasn't like blood and stuff it really wasn't like still the bone open. popping out. Yeah. Maybe because it wasn't on screen long enough. Maybe the, somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but they're taking chances, though. They're, and did you notice that they used uh, the S word like once or twice in the show, too? I guess I'm so used to the S word now that I forgot. <laughs> I think the reason I noticed it is because I remember some of the early episodes of season two of Continuum, mm-hmm. the Canadian show that was brought over here, is that they would actually 
you know, mute the word. Oh, right. So I, I, I kind of grab it now when sci-fi actually uses the word. I'm like, hey, wow, okay, good. But yeah, that whole scene was kind of gruesome. You find out that, that that gas mask person is a woman named Jay, or that's what she calls herself. She's some sort of doctor we know. Well, it's just a little convenient for her to be there, though. Yeah. Some, something else. Now, because of all of this, because of this episode, I'm questioning everybody. Everyone has an ulterior motive now. Well, that's the thing. I think they're gonna. I think they're they're putting too much in there at once. We don't don't be starting to put too many storylines together. We're gonna get lost here. I'm 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 liking this episode though. But. Yeah, I am too. Don't get me wrong. And then of course we have Sarah shaking. You know, she she was shaking before, but she's really getting bad, and she's taking some sort of pill for it. Yeah, at first I thought it was because she was um, using drugs to stay awake and or something like that, or or speed or, or I don't but, know. Remember I told you last week you didn't you didn't see it, but she had like looked like a scar down the spine of her back. Yeah, you, know? you told me about that. I told you that. It's like so something was going on here. And thank God we actually get more answers to that. Because you know, one of these one of these women co- comes walking in and, and that's when we find out when Sarah finds out the test doesn't work. This woman is infected. Right. This lady comes up to her and she she's a doctor as well and she's like, you know, I, I know I'm infected. I can tell. She, She's an oncologist, no less. Oncologist, right. An oncologist, which that's why she asks Sarah about, you know, how long have you known about the tumor? But, I mean, I didn't know that – see, I'm, I'm really dumb on this. I didn't know that you got shakes and all that from I, – I, I, Maybe it depends where the tumor is. Yeah. Maybe if it's pushing on a nerve or something. I don't I – don't, I, honestly, I don't know because we don't know what kind of tumor it is, if, what, if it's a cancerous tumor or what and where it's located. Right. We just know there's some sort of tumor there. Because and I because I was wondering now because I think this is gonna be part of the storyline because she went down to the to where all the medicines are kept mm-hmm. and she's looking for something and I thought she was looking for something for herself and you know no, she's no, she was her. at first she was looking for that medication um, she was taking for her tumor mm-hmm. she called I I didn't write I, don't, it. I didn't write it down either but that medication starts with a P <laughs> um, she couldn't find it and then that's when she finds the morphine. And then I thought she got it for herself, but then, you know, at first I she thought did she did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. At first I'm thinking, oh, this is just for her. She's going to inject herself so the whatever the pain or the shakes or whatever stops. And then she takes it up and uses it on, you know, the lady. But she also then uses it on herself. Then she's on. So now I think she's going to become like a druggie of some yeah. sort. I think that's going to affect the results and stuff like that in the show. So I think, I think now we're going to see a different side of her because of that injection because she really looked like she enjoyed it too. I know that was a weird scene. It, it did look like somebody, a, a druggie, getting yeah. hot. Yeah, and I, you know, I was thinking, okay, should have that effect on you? I don't really know. Well, here's the thing. I okay, I don't know much about morphine, but I do know when you get morphine, you get it as a drip, and you only get so much of it at a time. Oh, she got a concentrated dose. She took she took it straight. She just gave a whole bunch because I know I've seen. I, I think I've been on morphine drip before, and I've seen people on morphine drip. It's all timed. It's not like a constant flow, like an IV of like 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 um, saline solution or something. Because that yeah, stuff's got to be pretty next, strong. I think the next episode, someone's gonna walk in on her, and or, gonna say like, "What happened?" You know? Or yeah, we're gonna find out wh- what's going on with her. And then and then here's I mean, this is where the show really gets weird with me. Julia and uh, her friend Jay. You know, Jay knows where all these like food supplies are, and they're trying to get food and stuff like that. And Julia sees these weird scratchings on the wall, and it's her name 
with the flower primrose decoration, and she's the one that's done it. She's been there before. That freaks me out, but they did mention earlier in the episode that um, Peter was mentioning Hitaki knows about about her. Uh-huh. And I, I was thinking, knows about her what? What's so special about this lady? Is she is she like the carrier? Is she No, I mean I think that she's been there because she was experimented on as a kid. Ooh, I didn't think of that. Um, that would be the only explanation for her writings to be there. Maybe she was she was a test subject. That could be it. Because it's interesting because they they're looking for her. They don't care about anyone else. They're looking for her. Yeah. They they kept mentioning, I mean, they mentioned in past episodes too. Um, Peter, when Sarah was behind like this cage, remember? Mm-hmm. It's all about Walker, or right? Said something about Walker. Yeah, that's right. So, which that that threw me off. I saw that. I'm like, oh wow! Now that I want to know more about this storyline. What's up with her? But I like the idea. You're right. She was experimented as a kid up there. Right. But she doesn't remember anything about it either. So maybe she has antibodies. I don't know. She could be the cure for all we know. I mean, yeah. You know. But yeah, well, obviously that's going to be something I can't wait to see. I and was I, disappointed with Peter dying. He, yeah, but he he came back. They put him on a, res, a, a respirator. I know, but I thought maybe that drug would do something else, make him superhuman or I, I don't know. I thought it, it was going to have a different effect. Well, it, it was working on him. The problem is it looks like the virus is mutating or learning how to adapt. Yeah. So it's I was like looking for a little more spectacular thing to happen with that medicine. Yeah, it, it's just it almost sounds like that this this virus is stronger than the medicine is. You yeah, know, it's like this medicine can take care care of everything. The problem is this drug seems this uh, virus is getting smart enough to realize. Oh, wait a minute, this is going to kill us. This is how we can combat I, it and keep living on. And my mind also thinks that um, Hitaki did this on purpose to Peter to bring. Um, Alan to the place to bring so the, that they have a test subject now to bring Walker because, back. No, 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 because they have a test subject for this super antiviral. Because before they didn't have human trials, they've been right. testing on monkeys, testing on rats. There's no way they could have got clearance to test on a human unless they forced something like this where a, a, a brother Mexicans like, oh, there's no other option. Uh huh. Yeah, you could be right about that. And then we get to the scene where Hitaki is going to go with his security goon, of course, go down and talk to those people on level R because, you know, the oxygen. Cutting off the oxygen, right. Right. And, of course, he has this magic doorway in the corner that he could just walk down there. You know, it's like, oh, look, open the secret passage. There's a stairwell. Let's go. Yeah. It's like, okay, so that means if you can go down, that means someone can come up too Mm -hmm. is what I'm thinking of. And, and and this scene to me just felt like this scene felt so obvious. The next scene where he's talked to them and they they agree to put the weapons on. I'm like, I already know what's going to happen. I mean, did you feel like the outcome was I obvious? I feel like I knew it was going to happen, but now that I it did happen, I, I knew, this guy cannot be trusted. Did you notice his little fancy hand uh, handiwork with the gun when he was spinning it around? Oh yeah, he's got a he's got other background. Yeah, we obviously know that. <laughs> obviously about that. I mean, I think he he's got so much. You know, hidden in his closet because he's got the eyes. He's got a military background. Yeah, There's, I think we've only scratched the surface of his character. And I like his character. I like that guy. He's a good actor. Yeah, 
You know, we we don't get a lot of screen time with him, and he doesn't say a lot when we do see him on screen, which is great. I think because he has trouble speaking English, but well, it's not, <laughs> well, his English, it, even if he can't speak English well, it's very clear. It's not like I don't go what, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course the last scene, like I didn't see this coming, but you know, the uh, Doreen is trying to figure out this uh, virus thing, but whatever it is, whoever designed this virus, it changes people from the inside out. Changes their DNA. Totally. So it's like almost like are they trying to make like superhumans or or make humans evolve to the next evolutionary step? Yeah. You know, what what is this virus what is this virus for? And of course, you know, the major's with her and then boom, he injects her with something and that's it. He he's the most dangerous character in this whole show. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you have no idea what, what side he's on, what he wants, what he's going to do next. And then, you know, he he kill he kills Doreen and, you know, puts the infected rats over her so it looks like it was an accident or something like that. And then what's and then the thing with Hataki. Hataki's walking on level R and one of the infected people is comes up to him and he just stands there and lets Hataki walk by. I think that's part of the programming of that drug. You might be right. He's immune he's not immune or I don't know. I don't it's know. Pro- it's programmed to avoid him. Like he's got some kind of. It could be like a World War Z thing. You know, if you'd seen that film, maybe he's got something in him that makes them avoid him. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It was kind of interesting. I'm like, because they walk up to him. It's like, huh, hello. And I'm like, okay, what the heck? But th- this kind of episode is is kind of early, you know? Don't you think? Yeah, they, all these reveals and stuff. I mean, w- with other shows, you'd probably get this way later. I'm kind of liking that they're doing this up front. But, but that's the thing that irritates me. Like, uh, we, afraid with like Lost is every week you get more questions and very little, if any, answers. I'm glad that we're getting answers now. It's kind of like Under the Dome was doing. Give us some answers now. Don't just keep giving us questions and dragging stuff out. Yeah. So but I'm I, still I'm still baffled, but I still don't know what's going on. Well, that's that's a good thing too. But I'm not like okay, I'm sick of this already. Yeah, you know, it's not like we're ten episodes in and nothing has has moved forward. Right. Um, what are your thoughts of this episode? So uh, out of the rest, compared to the rest of them. Oh, it's it's by far the best one. I I want next Friday to be here right now. <laughs> it really was the best. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid. I mean, we're four episodes into the season. I'm like. Can it get any better than this? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm afraid we're going to have like a really great episode. The next week is just going to be a filler. It's like, ugh, please don't and do kudos that. Kudos to sci-fi because I haven't seen a show like this on sci-fi in a while. I haven't seen a sci-fi show at all on sci-fi in a while. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great original show. Keep up the great work. And guys, if you're not watching the show, check it out. I mean, you're in the U.S. It's on Friday nights. So please check it out. Um, that's our thoughts on this week's episode of Helix. Uh, as always, we will talk about the next episode of Helix next week. So if you're, if you're watching the show like we are every week, there's an episode. We release the, our review of it within the day or two of it. Of course, as always, we get tons of other stuff going on. Space Dandy, when it comes out, we will geek out on that. Next Thursday, another Red Dwarf special. We'll talk about Series 10 and then... Our Sunday episode, we're going to actually tackle the novel Ender's Game before we actually talk about the movie the week after. So make sure to stick around for that stuff. I want to thank Mr. Brian Lee for being here. Brian, where can we find you online? I can always find me on Twitter. It's at Brian Says. And as always, sci-fiwatcher.com for all your goodness. We got 
uh, all our contact information over there at sci-fiwatcher.com. Download, subscribe, email us, voicemail us, join our social media sites, sci-fiwatcher.com. I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this special episode of Sci-Fi Watcher. And until next time, have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.